Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five, four, three, two, one, hit. Welcome to Waffle Arm Podcast. My name is Simon Medding. And I'm MC Kelly. Oh, you can't beat a good pause. Okay, well, you can't, you can't beat a good comedy <laughs> pause. <laughs> so uh, it's a lovely hot day today. We've been sweltering at work, have we not? It has balls dripping today. It is, it's wetpants.com. Yeah, oh yeah. Don't type that into a search engine. <laughs> no, no, no. Because no, no, no. who knows what you're going to no, get. No, no, no. For England, uh, I know uh, our American and yeah, Australian like listeners, nothing, it? it's <laughs> nothing to you guys, but over here in a work environment that has no air conditioning, yep. it ain't it ain't great. Mind glass, you, you've got air glass roof. A glass roof as like well. A green atmosphere, basically. Oh, God, when I was working today, it was like it was like a sauna. It was yeah. like a little hot. But I, I felt like uh, the Gula King, but not being called. Yeah. Now there's probably people who are not in Britain going bloody British people constantly going on about the weather. <laughs> about the weather. Yeah, it's true. We do. Well, we could talk politics. We've had no, the prime no, minister, no, no. but let's not get out of anyway. Um, have we got anything to talk about before we get into this? Because uh, I can't think of anything at the moment. No, it's long oh, as the Picard trailer. We saw that, didn't we? That yeah. Was, well, no, I saw it the other day because I was watching and uh, I was watching some Star Trek documents like I always am. And someone put the button. Oh, have you saw the? I didn't. I've saw the trailer. Mm. And then it's like, what? I know. Right. All of it's brilliant. Uh, you know the story in it. I suppose people are saying it don't seem the most amazing story about finding a kid who can be. The, yeah. they, they've done that in lots of things, haven't they? Titans and all that is all about that. Been, Logan. Yeah, it's a classic <laughs> thing. But there's two stings in it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the end one. That yeah. is you like, can what? say it. You can say it. Yeah, like the seven and nine and data. Yeah. And there's loads of room. It's going to have Riker in it. Have you Riker and Troy are in it. They are in They've it, got but to. I, I don't think that they're, they're well, not primary people because Riker's yeah, looking Surely Riker could be old as well in it, wouldn't he? He wouldn't be. Well, yeah, no. I mean, have you not seen what uh, Jonathan Fakes? Yeah, two takes ta- 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 Fakes. How old is he now? He's got to be in his 60s, isn't he? I think he is, but he, he, he's, he's put up a bit of timber. Yeah. I mean, he was always a... a he ain't going to be able to get in his leg over the chair. Well, we saw Jenna Troy because we saw her in Orville, didn't we? Well, uh, she plays Orville. I think she was in Orville. No, was she in Orville? Yeah, I don't know because I can't watch it anymore. Oh, you don't know she's in Orville. Ah, and she was in the end of Enterprise. Yeah. Was she not? Yeah, she was, yeah. yeah, yeah. And loads of people have turned around and asked where Beverly Crusher is. and Because she was, because obviously, one, you know, she's an important part of TNG. That's all you know, isn't She it? was quite an important part in Picard's life. And I was like, but then again, on another aspect of it, I suppose you like to say, well, if you do that, then people are going to be asking, where's Georgie? It's where's not, the, and, yeah, that's what they know, said, it's not next generation. Not generation. So you got, I think it'd be lovely if she turned up, because yeah. I'd like to see. Well, data's yeah. important because he's sort of eternal, isn't he? Yeah, of course. So yeah. he can always, and the thing if you make can make up, up that easy enough, kind of. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see Gates McFadden come back, though, too. Yeah. Because I, 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 I never thought, I don't know how you feel about this, I never thought she was really given a good proper storyline no, in no, TNG no. it was like no one she did have like that awful one where she fell in love with that Irish person no. on that planet was just awful no you know? I think I think one thing that's improved in like, with female writing is one for female characters even you know Star Trek is the most you know multicultural mm. multi-faith multi-sex they never been that great with female oh, characters no. I think it really was when, when it got to Voyager didn't it yeah yeah, yeah. when it, oh well, you've got really strong characters in it There's well that. some of the best characters well, in Voyager you, are, start, you start looking at stuff like that I mean the reason why Captain Marvel was such a success was because it was written and directed well part yeah. co-directed co-directed even though I would say that though, the way they built Captain Marvel actually for in-game weren't that important really was it apart from the Tesseract that can go back in well, time no, they built it up she was going to be this and if, she's just a bit at the end of the show well only because the fact that you find out that they filmed the Endgame before they filmed Captain Marvel and so is my hair so different in it? Yeah. What the hell? And obviously reshoots and all that, but uh, it apparently has surpassed the Avatar now. Uh, I know, that's mad, isn't it? But it's only because they've kept it in the cinema so long. It doesn't always mean it's... Uh, yeah. Have you, seen, the, have you seen what the, what the extra bit is yet or anything like that? Well, Kevin Smith was saying it's all at the end. It's not in the film, is it? It's in, in the, the end. Credits. 
So I, I ain't even bothered about that. It's no, like, I, might, I might go and read because I, I cancelled my uh, Blu-ray because I got that annoyed. Doing that seems to be one of them things today where I've just been constantly annoyed. But yeah, uh, whether they're going to release that on Blu-ray, that. Or yeah, just of course they will. No, they'll release that. Because if it's only the thing in the credits... It's not even finished effects, in it, is there? It's no, not even finished so effects. there probably will be for the Blu-ray. Yeah, it was probably just that I never got around to doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. and, and he was saying that the, the brothers are saying that there's, the, it's not important to the story, what's mm. going So it is surplus to... It's just a way of getting people in the cinema again, right? Now, in relation to our last podcast, which of course was about Pulp Fiction, uh, which we had a lot of love for, I must admit, um, we got some Star Trek news about QT, haven't we? That it looks like he's definitely... Well, well, we... we is he about 80% that he's going to be doing well, it, do you think? Or is that, is that just kind of... Is he's he, working is on he, it. Is he being well, more waved by fanboy well, hopes or something? Well, like well, actually, there's loads on YouTube about this. That Simon Pegg was saying he saw... Simon told you! Yeah, yeah. He saw the treatment. Right. Right? And he said he saw the treatment, what the story's going to be. And he's not obviously... He said, he said oh, and if it is QT, mm. but he's had a four and eight with Simon Pegg. Who QT has? Yeah, no. because... Scientology? Simon Pegg was saying <laughs> that um, he doesn't think that... He, he doesn't want to see Pulp Fiction in space. QT was saying, you, you don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. He said, no, he said some of his films are very different. Jackie Brown is very different than Pulp Fiction. Jackie Brown's the total opposite of what Pulp Fiction is. Exactly. He's done Pulp Fiction once. He's done more Pulp Fiction y stuff. Yeah, well, but only, only Kill only, Bill, only, I suppose, Kill well, Bill. Well, uh, would you say Kill Bill's Pulp Fiction? I wouldn't. Kill it's Bill's Japanese. manga. Yeah, yeah. Kill Bill's manga. Uh, I suppose um, Death, uh, Death Proof. Yeah, I suppose a bit is, more. But, I suppose, but, 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 you know, like, hate for Certainly not. It may be in glorious passages. Oh, maybe a bit more because it's a bit comedy violent. Yeah. But he was saying he don't know what I'm going to do. He said all he said is he wants to make it R-rated. And I thought, I've got no problem with that. Yeah. And people go, oh, well, he's not going to get the fans in. I'm not being funny. The days of Star make... Trek being and massive have long gone anyway. Do you remember what was one of the biggest fuck yeahs was when Data went, sh- yeah. Data went shit, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And fuck yeah, when he said that, that yeah, was the yeah. biggest kind of and like... And there's F-bombs in uh, Discovery, there is, and it, but you don't, you just don't really think about it. No, of course you don't, because it doesn't matter. Like said, it's never going to get Star Star Wars... It's never oh, going to... Are you telling me that Star Trek Beyond was a fanboy agreement? Because I certainly don't think it was. No. We have recorded now, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just waffling on and we have recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, Liz. No, no, no yeah, but it's... Well, about eighty percent. He said he wants to do it. Mm, okay. But it's uh, it's it's a lot to do with CBS, isn't it? Yeah. That's going to be the thing. Paramount. 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 Right. So that's going to be the thing. But oh, it'd be amazing. Because wouldn't you love to see the one thing that Star Trek has never had great has been dialogue. Oh, QT dialogue, man. Imagine proper dialogue. It got yeah. better in Discovery. Mm. Still a bit clunky, but. I'd love great dialogue where people actually spoke like real people. Yeah. There should be a discovery that all the dialogue was self self imposing explanation. I just hope though it's not, expedition. I just hope it's not gonna be like the Orville though. That's gonna be a thing because the reason the Orville's so good is because it's real. People spell oh, like yeah, it, yeah. people don't like it. Oh, they're too informal. That was a part of the King Show. Oh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. It's not like it's in the military. Yeah. Well that was the point. Yeah, exactly. They were mates together yeah. on a ship. And you're working that. together and you do need it. Yeah, yeah, and they had the worst ship. <laughs> then that, that was a fucking thing. You know, they have no pilots left. So everyone was left. That to do with the yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I miss the Orville. I wish I, was, well, I wish really come out. The last, last two episodes were amazing. Really? The time travel stuff was really good. Oh, really I know, because Michelle Boyd was in it, who I like following on Twitter. It was really good. Now, uh, some of our, li- well, hopefully all of you, if you're regular contributions, anybody new, welcome to the show. Um, there's no trailer at the beginning of this podcast, Kel, because you know, as you know, because obviously you're an avid listener to this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we, always put the, we always put a trailer at the beginning. There is no trailer. For this film, and who is why is that, Cal? I don't know why is that. Well, they never did trailers at this time in cinematic history. Yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting how far we are. Could probably film in about 1938, weren't you? Yeah, exactly. Just came out in 1939. There was no next week. What's mad is pre war, pre war, pre war, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. This was never charmed me with a piece of paper saying I have, no, no, I have, no, no, I guarantee no. that. This is a pre war film, but we do have what do we have, Cal, before we talk about it? Some kind of music. Mm-hmm.
I hesitate to say that that's a theme tune, but it's over the titles at the beginning. Yeah, of the there's film. not much. Yeah, you can see right here. This film was not that. We probably made for about three hundred quid. We should say what we're talking about. Yeah, good. That's a good idea. What are we talking about? We're talking about to ask a policeman. Mm, yeah, Will Hay. Now we got a lot of love uh, on uh, quite quite a bit actually, didn't because, we? Because you know we've talked about this before. At our age, especially in Britain, I don't, we used to, we grew up with old films mm. being on TV. Yeah. Will Hay, Lola Nardi, Alec Costello, mm. Road to, the Road 2 movies I used to love when I was yeah. a kid. I watched one recently and it was bloody awful. <laughs> but when I was a kid, I loved Bob mm. Hope. Yeah. Then, then as you find out, you get older, Bob Hope was like, he didn't write anything. I was really, really disappointed. <laughs> and he was the same with everything he did. Yeah. But, but when I was a kid, I loved Bob yeah. Hope and Bing Crosby. They're brilliant. And we had together. Rocket Man, we had Book Rogers, we had all the kind of like five minute serials and stuff like that. Because I had no TV then. There weren't enough money to so put it on. Mm. There's a crying shame. By the BBC, who own a lot of rights to this stuff. Yeah. Can't put a fucking classic channel on because I must have them all. I do believe that this film, a lot of these are actually out of copyright things, so they're in public domain. You can watch this film if you don't want to buy it. Obviously, we do suggest any film that Especially we talk that about. Box set for the money. Yeah, I mean, the box, how much did that cost you? Nine quid. Nine quid, and there's about <laughs> ten films on it, something like that. And it's got all the classics like Mr. Porter, etc. on there. We do, we do suggest you go and buy and support, obviously, you know, these DVDs being made because I, th- I think that's very important. But if you're tight for money and you can't really afford it and you, you do want to watch this film, you can watch it on YouTube. Oh, it's on YouTube? It's public domain. So it's out of copyright. Exactly, 1939. And uh, I watched it last night with my wife and my daughter. I wanted to get their opinion. So there might be, stay towards the end of the uh, podcast, if there's some kind of strange song, then you know that they haven't commented. But I'm going to try and interview later on to see, what, especially get my daughter, nine yeah, years old, yeah, point of view from something that is it's like, so know, bloody old. old. How did she? I bet it's hard to, to comprehend how old that is. Well, no, it's, well, like, like, it's like I don't maybe think she, I don't think she hundred years. Well, it isn't nearly, isn't it? I mean, I don't think she comprehended anything to do with the. I mean, like when you watch, you know that every single person's dead. That do you always get that when I watch? We think every single person is yeah, dead. Yeah, there's got to be. There can't be anyone alive in it. Well, I suppose when you think about now, maybe his girlfriend in it. Let me have a look. Um, I can't think. They'd be pretty old. Because that's why it's 60, 70, 79 years ago. Yeah, I mean they all they all virtually yeah, all of them. Even if you're twenty, you'd be ninety nine. Yeah, all of them, I think, passed away in the forty in the nineteen forties. Like forty seven, forty nine. I thought maybe. Um, Maybe the director might have been... No, the director did as well, because he has something to do with the Cannonball one, but we'll talk about that. So, yeah, we're talking about Ask a Policeman, um, starring Will Hay. Now, I'm going to just read the comments that we got on Facebook first before we go into it, because, nice as you know, know, I'll forget. Um, so, uh, Jerry Donaldson says, I watched Ask a Policeman not so long ago, along with another Will Hay film, Convict 99. Mm. L. Phil Markham. A classic film, along with Omi Supporter, was a big part of my childhood watching these Will Hay films with my dad and still hold up to this day. Will the infamous Cannon and Ball film be mentioned? La Valette, we'll talk about that later on. Mark Bennett, I love these films. Memories of BBC Two at six o'clock weekdays in the early 80s with Howard Lloyd. Again, so Mark must be, you know, you can tell uh, Andrew Carrington, oh my God, brilliant. Steve Mann, superb decision. Linda Kelly, yeah, some relation, Kel. Uh, great love, great loved Will High. Great my, loved Will High. That's my brother. Okay, Glenn Sutherland, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Jamie Kelly. I love bloody Kelly. <laughs> uh, me and Mark C. Kelly grew up on Will Hay. I hope not literally. Uh, Howard Lloyd, Abbott Costello, Cosby and Hope, all brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and I did remind your brother, actually it was your box set that we watched this from. So there's a lot of love on there and the same on Twitter and everything like that. And I, I think there's Will Hay is going to be a forgotten about it's, I, I think he's a forgotten about person yeah. because growing up I knew Will Hay was everywhere. And now people talk about Lyle and Hardy and they're still big and Norman Wisdom. I know it's a bit later on, but it's the same ilk of comedy. But Will Hay, I can't think that's some ever sort of Will Hay film on it too. You never, you never really mentioned him. You know, I read Empire every month for about the last fifteen years. I've never mentioned him. You never, there's no documentaries about him. Uh, but you know, you think you can so bloody long ago. Uh, I think the, the one good thing I suppose though is like BFI are like highlighting old actors and stuff like that. I mean, uh, Will Hay at the point of this film is fifty years old. Now, did you do you think he looks older? In yeah, film? He looks older and than you know that. the reason why? Do you know the reason why, why? he looks older? What? Well, what, what? You know, did he have much hair at this point? No, not really. Though. That's a wig. He wore a bald cap 
throughout these films, for the games of the films, he actually had a full set of hair. So he made him look older than what he actually was. Which was, was quite 50. a common thing then, wasn't it? To be made well, look older. Well, Clive Dunn, wasn't it? Clive Dunn was just made a career out of being old, yeah, even when he was young. Jimmy Perry, but the, the, one, the, co- uh, the writer of, uh, of Dad's Army, said that these Will Hay films was a big inspiration for a lot of Dad's Army. Yeah, and when you, you look at it, that. you can tell because it takes a younger man, because there's a bit, quite a bit of physical comedy in this film. Yeah. Uh, slapstick style comedy, yeah, uh, yeah. admittedly. And it does take a slightly younger man to do it. Um, I'm just going to read you the Will Hay thing that I've got down here on here and I have copied this from the computer so do please do um, excuse me if I just waffle on. Mm-hmm. Will Hay was born William Thomas Hay mm-hmm. 6th of December 1888 <laughs> 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 passed away 18th of April 1949 now the weird thing is, is sometimes when we're watching stuff like you think actually they died like say 74, 75 you think man we were two in there it's so far before we were <laughs> He was born uh, at 23 Durham Street in Stockton on Tees, County Durham, um, and then moved uh, to Suffolk when he was only one years old. Now, aside from his day job as a comedian, Hay was a dedicated and respected amateur astronomer. He constructed a personal observatory in his garden in Mill Hill and built a glider in 1909. In June 1932, he joined the British Astronomical Association, and in November of that year, he became a fellow of the Royal Astronomical oh. Society. He is noted for having discovered a great white spot on the planet Saturn in 1933. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? How mad is that? You can't imagine Michael McIntyre having the same... <laughs> No, no, he can't. <laughs> <laughs> make him make it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hay worked with Games for Pictures, which is who produced this film, from 1935 to 1940, during which time he developed a partnership with Graham Muffet, playing an insolent, overweight schoolboy, and Moore Marriott as a toothless old man. Right. Hay's 1937 film with Muffet Marriott, Oh Mr. Porter, was credited by The Times as being a comic masterpiece you of love the British film, cinema. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while the writer Jimmy Perry cited the film as an influence on key character development for Dad's Army. Many of his films, he wore a wig to appear as if he was balding. Now, this is quite a, an interesting, but quite a sad thing as well. Hay was known to dislike working with Moffat and Marriott, uh, describing his partnership with them as a three-legged stool. He also expressed concern that more Marriott, who portrayed Harbottle, gained a bigger reaction from audiences than he did. Yeah, he had been seeking to break up their partnership in years prior. It was only due to his film Hey Hey USA being somewhat unsuccessful that the writers and producers successfully talked him into bringing ba- Moffat and Marriott back. That is you know, exactly the same as Tony Hancock. Mm. I need to go back. I think there was a lot of comedians who like it then. I think, I suppose it's hard to put it into perspective now because then you were going from nothing yeah. to, and I mean really from nothing, to worldwide fame or mm. British fame, which was a lot of people then. Oh, yeah. So I think it's hard to put in your thing, oh, why did they make these decisions? Because they, they didn't understand that, mm. that world and how many double axes are where there's friction. I think it sort of makes it better. I think every single one. I think the only time that it you don't get friction is when the double X you know definitively don't hang around of each other one of those ones is Penn and Teller if you want to call it not saying a comedy double, double well, yeah, X but a work I know they don't work together they, they don't hang around together they have utmost respect and they're very good friends I don't think more Wise were like really I don't think they were like I'm not too sure more Wise I think they were, they were definitely close but they had a lot of friction to start off with because they were they were competitors against yeah, each other yeah yeah like that amazing Still think the best BBC Four drama ever is the more. Oh, Moore the more Moore with Jim Moore as and Victoria best, Wood. It's just the best one ever done. Stunningly good and wonderful portrayals as well. I mean, I suppose you could say Vic and Bob to a certain degree. Yeah, I think there's plenty of friction between them. Friction, but, you know, and that's maybe because Jim Moore is a bit. Yeah, nice, I can't imagine maybe. Vic and Bob hanging around together all all the while. I know they were friends, obviously were yeah, friends because yeah. they made each other laugh, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think yeah. Jim is hard work. Who else? Who else could you say? Um, yeah, well. Let's be honest about it. Cannibal. Yeah. Lauren <laughs> and Hardy, they're very, very different people. Oh, yeah, and that yeah. was portrayed. I don't think they were like, spent all the time to eat with each other. Oh, no, no, no. Because he was off play, he said, playing golf and he was off and working on the films. Work it. And that's apparent in Stan and Ollie, which is, which yeah. is yeah, pretty bad. And right? I think it makes, I think if you're too close, I think you just end up pissing each other off. Mm. And I think that's what happened. And I don't like that when the foot, you know, that was Newman and Medea as well, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I mean, that escalated really bad, and they still don't. I, I think that's civil now, aren't they? But yeah. they, I mean, they hated each other. And that was a ma- when we were growing up, another massive thing oh, was, yeah, yeah. was the Mary Weiss experience. How did you get How did you get to the point where, maybe this is only a thing with creative people, maybe I'm not too sure, how do you get to the point where you actually hate each other? I know. I mean, hate's a very strong word to use. You can dislike people, and you can, you can say, oh, I'd rather not talk to that Well, I told, you the, the, I told you that story about the Ramones, haven't I? The, oh, yeah, yeah. The Ramones yeah. never spoke for 15 years to each other. And the most amazing story is Joey Ramone, uh, he had a girlfriend, uh, no, Johnny Ramone had a girlfriend, Joey stole her, right. they're still in, and then Johnny wrote a song that he had to sing called The KKK Stole My Girlfriend Away, it was all about him. Oh wow. But they still performed it and they never split up. I suppose, it's I suppose get on with your job, yeah. when you think about it, Fleetwood's Mac Rumours album is all about well, their breakdown in relationships and, and all that, wasn't it, really? I and think it can work. I think as long as you I can work. There's more passion in that song, isn't it, really, when you think about it? Well, when you think about it, like, I read a really good interview with Johnny Ryan when he talked about it. He said, well, people go to work with people every day they don't get on with, mm. but they still do the job. Oh, yeah, so we'll yeah. still do our job because it pays our wages, but... I don't want to speak to him. No. I never spoke, even on the deathbed, he never went and saw him. Oh, really? No. That's a shame that that is, isn't it? But 15 years, I never spoke. Uh, I suppose it was... Um, now, I've heard conflicting reports about this, so I'd probably like to read their their uh, autobiographies. It was Francis Rossi and... Um, if I, yeah, they were. What's his name? Uh, Rick... Uh, no, no, Rick Rick Seven. Rick Seven. Okay, yeah, that's terrible, isn't Fran, it? Fran, yeah, Francis Frank, Rossi and Frank, Frank, Rick... Rick no, I don't know. Anyway, right, yeah, the two guys out of uh, status, quo. status quo. But I mean, you look at them, they're always getting on and that, you know, and all that, and the, the live aid thing with that <laughs> was brilliant. But apparently, Francis Rossi was quite a bit of a quite a bit of an arse. Oh, but is that because he's a massive so that, kid. He's supposed to be an horrible oh, yeah. people, weren't they? Isn't that be, wouldn't that be because of the fact that he was kind of the leader of the band? Yeah, as well. Yeah. As well, no, I suppose true. all their lifestyle they were living as well, the drinking, the drug, it's, you know, it's not good for no. people. But, but I bet that would be an interesting biography, though. Know? That would be quite good, yeah. yeah. Autobiography. Which one's dead? The, the blonde haired one. Fancy Ross is still alive because he's still touring with Which is mad, the one who was the most biggest kinder, isn't it? He's always a... I don't know, I think he was more. I think, I think more. he was more. Have you seen that film that they did? With, uh, <laughs> I haven't seen it, I know. Oh, no. Yeah, the I, status quo film. Is it, is it that the one to search for the third chord? Is that yeah. that? Is it awful? <laughs> I don't know. Have you saw it? I haven't seen it, but you know, in part of you really want to. Yeah, but I wouldn't spend any money on it. This is a No, thing. no. If it's on, maybe it's on Prime. Anyway, let's get back to our subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we talked about it. Now, funny enough, when I wrote this, I think we're not really going to go into depth about the film because it's, it's 89 minutes long. Um, it's such a simple story. Oh, it really is. Now, this is directed by Marcel Varnay. Uh, he was born uh, 16th of October 1892, passed away 3rd of July 1947, sadly, in a, uh, in a car crash. Um, he was born Marcel Hyacinthe Le Brusec. Apologies to our French friends in Paris, France. In 1934, he moved to England and he was a director of lots of British comedies, initially working at the British International Pictures at Elstree. Then in 36, moving to Gainsborough Pictures, where he produced his best films. Among the performers he worked with was, was of course, Will Hay, The Crazy Gang. Arthur Askey, where's your washboard? No, we said we can't fit up because we're like, there's your fucking washboard. Yeah. <laughs> the bloody fast show, weren't yeah, he? Yeah. Have you seen uh, it? Have, have you seen, seen it? There's <laughs> <laughs> your fucking washboard. And when I'm cleaning windows, yeah, George Formby. Even though it's such a rude song. Oh my God, it's like a, all his songs. Yeah, it's a pinch of you know, Frank Skinner loves George Formby, yeah. and he always says he's the first punk rock star. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. his songs were filth. Yeah. Like a little bit of stack, was he? A little Blackpool rock. Yeah. Right, but when I was a kid, I loved all these. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be singing them out. Because yeah. these films were generally terrible. You're waiting for the singing bits, didn't you? Oh, God. But yeah. you're looking like a big bucket out. Also, it amazes me. How did he ever think he was going to be a romantic lead? Oh. It's amazing he was ever a star, really, because he couldn't sing very well. It shows yeah. you, even then, people were like filth. Filth and charisma. Especially Brit in Britain. <laughs> Especially British people. Yeah, right. uh, now, this film was also written by uh, Mary Edgar, Sidney um, Gillett, who's the story, Val Guest. And I guess, yeah. Um, so the other people to star in this film <clears throat> was Graham Moffat, because uh, he was born Albert Brown. Uh, oh, sorry, he played Albert Brown, and he was born Graham Victor Harold Moffat. He was born sixth of December nineteen nineteen, and died July uh, the second nineteen sixty five. 
So getting closer to go closer to yeah. us because he played. Getting someone near when we were born. Near when we were born. Uh, George Thomas Moore, Marriott, who played your favourite character, yeah. uh, born 14th of September 1885, uh, passed away in 11th of December 1949. It's really so basically the him and Will died at the same time. Roughly about the same about the same time. Yeah. Now there's an uncredited person in this film who plays the headless horseman. Do you know who it is? No, no, no. Who's it? Would you like... Would, should, would, should we play Guess the Character from Medjie's Clues? Go on, then. He's most well-known, most well-known for playing one character actor in a long line of franchise films. This is just to kill that air. In the modern versions of these films, he's played by a different person. In fact, there's been three people to play the main character. Is it Sherlock Holmes? No. The latest person to play this character also played a bear. What? Played a bear. Played a bear. I can't get there. This is looking like a cat. It's also one letter of the alphabet. That's the character's name. Q. Yeah. Desmond Llewellyn. Q played the headless horseman, my friend. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. That's who, that's who played, played the headless horseman. I didn't that, that, that. He's a good fact, man. Thanks very much. He's the only one I've got. No, that's a really good fact. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you forget. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, this is before he was a war hero. Because he was a war hero, wasn't oh, yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, escaped yeah. from... Uh, yeah, yeah, did yeah. Yeah, I've got his. I've got his biography. Is it really, really good? I've not read it yet. I've got, got a whole list of biographies. Yeah, I'd like to read that just because of his wartime mm. stuff. Yeah, I thought bring him in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, oh. now talking about the headless horseman, <laughs> where does that fit? No, 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 no. It's, it's like it's such a dimension in passing. And well, do, you want, no... do you want to just give the, the listeners a synopsis, just a brief synopsis of what the whole of this film is about? It's such a simple film, right? It's uh, before the war, and what's it called? Rambottom, isn't it? Rambottom, mm. the village to live in. Rambottom. Turn, turn about. Turn, some, turn, turn some, about. Some, is some joke about arses, basically. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, we always fucking do. Like Crinkly Bottom. Crinkly Bottom. Which was started about 70 years later, and they're still doing that joke, <laughs> and people still laughing in Britain. Aren't <laughs> right? I'm so easily pleased. It's about this village who is the, the most, the safest village in Britain. Yeah. It's got no crime, has it? For 10, ten, years, ten years, five no weeks, crime. two So, months. yeah, uh, so, um, send the, the BBC, or RKO, whoever it is, yeah. probably RKO, say that. It's the it? BBC. It is the BBC, because there's a joke. Yeah, yeah, they were digging that right. So, they send him down to interview Will Hay, who say there's no, you know, there's no criminals. Hey, do you stop crying? Not happening, but you find out basically they are still crime, but they're doing it. The poaching, well, yeah, the, the, the two, the two no police officers. This doesn't where the crime would be is poaching. Yeah, poaching. <laughs> the, the car speeding is the doctor, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, going off the line. So they realise, right, they get a thing from the chief inspector saying, right, they're going to take the police away because mm. there's no crime. So they think what we've got to do is do some crime. 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 So the first crime they try and do is a speed trap. All hilarity answers, right? But then. Our bottle is constantly talking about the, 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 the tale of a headless horseman that no one else seems to know about mm. or seem. So they go out looking for him, don't they? And they find a rum, yeah. don't they? Someone nicks the rum. They think it's smugglers. So they go out looking for him, don't they? See the headless horseman. They run away. <laughs> then the cop come down. Basically, that's your lot. And it's then... Yeah. It's the way that as the well. smugglers, <laughs> like, it's like a classic British story, isn't it, about yeah. smuggling, isn't because it? Because we used to, because all the, the coves around England, we've got lots of caves, we've got lots of coves where pirates used to hide. All the, you know, and especially as well in the early Victorian times, there was a lot of, uh, of that going on. But what I like is that you've got the, the, the way they, because the bloke from the, the, the lighthouse comes in and says, oh, uh, can we put a lamp on top of your... Because if he's uh, yeah, he starts... Because in case they know, in case the granny dies. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's fine. And this goes on all the way throughout the whole of the film. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, we haven't got a lot of things found here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, we're crying for you, because we've got his mum. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't even exist. It's brilliant. And then the police inspector gets this hint that, and thinks that involved in it. Yeah. So you get like a crying caper chase on that. But what, mate, what's, what is that that I've just knocked over? Just some apple juice. Oh, is it? I say it smells. Yeah. Apple juice. Sorry about that. Um, 
And then, but what what's weird about this film is when you know the, the you know the real criminals get caught, they punch the inspector out, and then they do a runner, and it just ends. <laughs> so they're going, yeah, yeah. Hold on a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as Rock was telling you, when you when you watch this, it's so old that especially talkies that weren't been around for that long in twenty years mm. that they were still working out on the, how films were working. It now it's like. There's some awful time jumps, isn't that? Oh, God, Like yeah. the bit where he goes off to the picture and he goes back five minutes later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one says. Nah. It's, it's like it's meant to be a long... Like now, they'll probably zoom away, yeah. then come back, and then you put... No, there's still one scene and it, it comes it, back. It's, it's almost like they pause slightly. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's, lit, it's literally like it's on stage. And there's a lot of it like that. But fair play to them because it, it's mainly set in the police station. And uh, the, the small town section, isn't it? Really, some good stunts now, right? Where they drive the car into the, the yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. But also, they've got that one road which they use repeatedly. And um, their the, the whole idea of doing the speed trap is that you've got the distance between the policeman yeah. and the speed thing, and you count how long it takes to get from there. Yeah, because I hold the point. Cars weren't going that fast. No, we're going that <laughs> So we did that because I must be seventy miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. And then what's he? No, that. because he went because it's working out and our box working out because by your calculations he ain't arrived yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Get in the hitch. All right. Well, I don't see how you're going to work it. Well, it's perfectly simple. Our bottle's at the top of the row with the first post, and when a car passes him, he's going to start his watch and drop his handkerchief. Yes, but what do I do? Well, when you see his handkerchief, you start your watch. Yeah, who's going to stop the motorist? I am. I'm going to stop every car that passes. Oh, you didn't stop that one. He came before I was ready. Here, set your watch by mine. Hey, sounds like another car. Well, get in the hedge over there. Exceeding the speed limit. Don't talk rot. Yeah. Oh, yes, you were. All right. How much do you reckon I was doing then? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, all in good time. Albert! Albert Lou! What was this man doing? Uh, 25 minutes. Yeah. Minutes. Those are seconds. Oh, yes. I was looking at the wrong end. What do you measure? 25 seconds. So do I. <clears throat> you did the measured furlong in 25 seconds. What of it? That's only 20 miles an hour. Yeah. 20 miles. Oh, yes, but uh, 20 miles each. You see, the three of us, that makes it 60. 60? What on earth are you dribbling about? 25 seconds, one furlong. Work it out for yourself and see. Oh, that's easy. Oh, oh, I got a pencil. Oh, I suppose you think we can't do it, don't you? <laughs> there you are. Let me see now. What is it? Uh, 220 yards hmm? multiplied by 8. Yeah, not on my bonnet. All right, all right. I'm going to do it to oblige you. Yes, we're courtesy cops. Yes. Hmm. 220 yards multiplied by 8. That's... Uh, 1,760. Now divide that by 25 seconds. Hey, the thing to do is to reduce it to hours. Yeah, I mean, how can you reduce 25 seconds to hours? Listen, how long do you expect me to wait here? You wait till we've finished. You ask for it and you're going to get it. Yeah, I've done it. Have you? Yeah. Good. 25 minus 220 divided by 60. Well, according to this, he hasn't got it here yet. Here, here it is. 1,760 divided by 25 gives us 70.4. Yeah, 70.4? Yeah. Well, it's gone up. Well, that's nearly 80 miles an hour. Oh, oh. right. Yes. Ask him for his license. I want to see your license. I haven't got a license. Huh? I said I haven't got a license. He hasn't got a license. Ask him for his insurance. Well, let me see your insurance certificate. I'm, I'm not insured. What do you mean you haven't got a license or an insurance? No. He hasn't got a license or insurance. Oh. Well, it's a very lucky thing for you, young man. You've just saved your bacon. Do you, do you mean I can go? Well, I can't endorse your license if you haven't got one, can I? Go on, hop it. And next time, be sure you bring one with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it's got. It's little, little, jokes, little, gem, yeah, little, little jokes, gems like of like jokes. I said, it, it was making me, like, not all the way through no, it, because no, no, some no. of it's very gentle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But there's three or four lines that make you bloody laugh out loud, mainly between our bottle and where I is, and it? Then yeah, two yeah, were yeah. so good together, and he's constantly bullying him, and oh, God, about yeah, being an old yeah. git. Do you know as well the actor who played Harbottle? He lost his teeth quite early on. He did actually have no teeth, but he had four sets of teeth, and each set of teeth gave him a different character to play. All oh, right. Yeah. If you notice that, he actually's only got one tooth in it. Yeah, so yeah. He's got one tooth in it. That's how he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. well, you, we mentioned the BBC earlier on. Now, 
The first section... Now, yeah, what is that line about? Because it says, typical BBC, all the stuff's never on the air. That's it, right. So this is it. The first section of the film contains an in-joke about Will Hayes' real-life career. In 1937, his radio show was faded out to make time for a broadcast by the ah, Prime Minister. Right. Hay was furious and vowed never to broadcast again. A popular outcry, led by the Daily Express, forced the BBC to apologise before Hay would go back on Bloody the air. Hell. When Dudfoot's broadcast ends the same way, he says, the BBC always fade out the best items. And when threatened with dismissal, he says, if only we could get the Daily Express behind us. I tell you what, when you think about that, I never noticed that until I saw it this time. Yeah. That's pretty, a twice deep yeah. little gag that is, isn't it? It that, shows you a lot of these old films, always think they're innocent. There's loads of little things like that, yeah, yeah. Which we'd understand more now. Yeah, yeah, because you're a bit of a older, older, yeah. yeah, when you were a kid. It's a really like thing, though, sometimes the older you get, and obviously when, when doing podcasts or doing film studies or stuff like that, Part, sometimes part of the magic of enjoying films goes out the window because obviously you have to research stuff and everything like that. It's like, I, you know, I, I, even though I slightly knew that Harold Lloyd wasn't really high up. Oh, yeah, that disappointed me. When you find out that actually they are really high up, but the fact that it's Does only it? about a foot and it's just like a camera angle that does yeah. it, you kind of go, well, yeah, but still, you're still holding on with three fingers. Yeah. And you're still going to give any kudos on that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now... I'm not going to leave this one bit at the end. Now, Games with Pictures was a, a British film. Okay, so that's still not, not going anywhere. Well, no, 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 of course not. But not many people do know who these people are. But Games with Pictures was a British film studio based on the south bank of the Regent's Canal in Pool Street, Hoxton, in the former metropolitan borough of Shoreditch, North London. Games with Studios was active between 1924 and 1951. The company was initially based at Islington Studios, which were built as a power station for the Great Northern and City Railway, and later converted to normal studios. So they had a brief period, and they produced some incredibly good films, yet they forgot about Everyone always remembers Ealing. They remember... Yeah, yeah, I thought that, because I really come up before... Because in my head, I thought... I was like, it's got to be Ealing. Is this an Ealing film or an RKO or something? And it's like, I didn't know they didn't know the company. And what I find interesting, at the beginning, the rank organisation, which is the main distributor of this film, that bit's filmed in colour. Yeah, yeah. And then the film comes out in... You thought they would have done the rank symbol. not going anymore. I think they, when did they go? They mm, still I don't going? think they're going anymore, no. It's just sure. all it's of our childhood just gone, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, I remember I used to be able to identify every single distribution tube just by the first flick of the, the thing. Yeah. Still do that. Yeah, yeah. Now, there is something hanging over our heads here, which I feel we do need to uh, talk about. What's that? Cannonball. Now, when that film first came do out... You know, I, in my head... <laughs> I, I must have saw it. The boys in blue. Yeah, I must have saw it because I'll be honest. I like Cannonball when I was a kid. I like. I love Cannonball. Mainly, you like Bobby Ball. Rock on Tommy. Yeah, it was mainly Bobby Ball. You yeah, know, didn't it? Yeah, because he was the naughty one, weren't he? he? Was the so one. yeah, and he was the straight With one. But I must have. Sorry. What? What did you say? The straight one, weren't he? The straight one, not the fucking. The one with the strap on. Mate, what? What kind of balls have you been watching? Yeah, that's, don't put that into a search engine. Strap on, cannonball. Strap on, cannonball. You got that up there? Um, right. Uh, so I must have saw it, but I don't. Is it? Can you buy it? You can buy it it's on DVD. I'm not so sure how much it is. That's it, yet again, it's another you want to see in your it's, head. Yeah. It's, it's very loosely based on the film. It's the same kind of scenario. It's supposed to work in the modern times, though, would it? I don't, it's really hard to do because... Well, it's 1982. That yeah, but even that is everything was a bit more connected. The mm. thing that makes this film is that everywhere was unconnected then, yeah, weren't it? Yeah, yeah especially the village world. Like I said, the, the thing about what I think about this film as well, just uh, you know, going off tandem for a bit is the class system still in there isn't it with this film oh, yeah of course you've got the squire yeah, who's a dodgy fuck and no one knows yeah yeah, yeah. well he's a squire isn't he? and then all them have all got jobs as a staff in now yeah yeah they've all got yeah, they're all doing different jobs aren't they yeah you know his girlfriend's like a chambermaid yeah. and, and that's a, that, that's hierarchical oh can't be the squire can yeah, it yeah, yeah. but now that world's gone now but that was still then where there was a low where there was a, a house a manor house where everyone had work in it mm. Mm. I know, you know, it's good and bad that it give people jobs. Oh, yeah. But that yeah. deference is, is in this film, isn't it? Well, I thought they were doing different jobs. I suppose it'd be like that. Even, that, even to this day, you've got firemen who, who still do other jobs to get their income in, like, you know, sort of, but it is very weird because isn't Will House character of a funeral director? Isn't that what the kind of like? Did you get that hint? There was a few yeah. later, uh, well, and your one was working in a, a yeah. sweet shop. The story's not fleshed out that much. No. Also, the thing of like, is she doing it deliberately where the, the girl's got her girlfriend. Uh, his his girlfriend 
has got a finger on the the waiting thing. Yeah, and yeah. he's feeling the sweets up. And now, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's a weird joke because it's you see her doing it, but then she doesn't react as if like, oh, I've got away with it. Yeah, yeah. Apart from the same where you can buy. I think that was sweets. a joke. It was probably hilarious in nineteen thirty nine. Wasn't yeah, yeah. it? But did but, you know, uh, did you notice though that she's weighing it down to the sweets? But when she takes her fingers off, it doesn't move. No, no, it's no, still no. it's still down. So it's not like well, that that yeah. didn't really work, did nah, that joke? Nah, nah, nah. But I don't know what our bottle our bottle's job is. I don't know what he he does. Uh, do you remember what he does? Isn't it? He's to do soap. Like a, like a store, like, isn't it? Like a general store. Yeah, because he goes on about the soap, doesn't he? At the but end. Like I said, it's never really. Like now, things are fleshed out then. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Also, Settle what, for the jokes, what, isn't it? What I notice as well is actually how much the, the British police uniform hasn't changed that much. No, no, when no. you think about it, it's yeah. still the same. So when they take the helmet off to do, so they can siphon that thing back into the... Well, I saw a lot because, wow, it's the bad back prediction. Oh, yeah, that yeah. That was yeah. me a lot. And it really is bad, isn't it? Oh, it is. Especially yeah. when they're reversing. It makes, it makes absolutely no so sense. Running, they're doing that like uh, those silent running, they're doing like that, lifting the legs up two eyes a little bit. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all running like that, and yeah. they're not. <laughs> yeah, the cars are going past. Yeah, the cars are, they're kind of slowing down. You don't even get anyone reacting to it. Yeah, yeah. And that's an interesting thing. I, I should have tried to find out where that race was because I think that still exists because Top Gear did it around there, didn't they? And they did it in uh, Toy Stories with Fingy uh, uh, Jams Mag. Yes, he was, wasn't it? It's the they same did it that. It's a really famous yeah. velodrome, isn't it? Like yeah. a velodrome, isn't it? I'm sure that's because that's where the British. Is that by Northampton? Yeah, it is. I'm sure it's got to be that because that's really, really famous Probably. place, isn't it? Any of our listeners, please tell us. Or yeah, yeah. Google it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So that's the end of this podcast. It is a bit of a, 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 a waffling, but we do please do go out and say so you can pick up that box set and pick it up for like under like a tenner. Um, and just go back and watch some of these old films. I mean, don't watch them all in one go because it'll probably. No, no like that, and but... like I said, one's enough. You, you, know, you couldn't put three without. I love no. without. I am going to watch them over time, but yeah. it is it is such a long time ago, mm. and they are creaky, aren't they? Yeah, they are. I mean, they, they are creaky. So you don't need to buy on Blu-ray. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. In fact, don't because you know you're on a four K TV. I think you make TV. it look worse. You look bad because you run about that. That yeah. You, I mean, you, I've got a four K TV. And I put it on, and I was expecting it to be a bit. Uh, and yeah, there is you do see a lot of scratches, especially at the beginning on the titles. But you know what? It doesn't really affect it. But I thought if you if you that's the thing. I think if you try to do, you know, they do this upscale where they just basically upscale a videotape instead of actually getting the negatives and upscale it. I think if you upscale it by negative, you'd get a beautiful color out of it. But I don't think there's a market for it. I don't think people would go for it. I think. People like are the well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's just, what's the point? Don't mess with it. Do you know what I mean? And I, to a certain degree, I don't even think there's money in it for upscale Lauren Hardy. I don't think people would would do it. I think you'd it's get the hardcore lot like we would, but it doesn't need to because there's something quite nice about seeing a, a slightly cronky film. You know, well, like I said, I'd, I'd watch that if I was still on a video. I'd, I'd like to watch that on video. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, to me, it's video, I grew up watching tape and watching on videos. Another thing as well that we were saying that there's a lot of a, a, a fairly younger generation who automatically dismiss these films. Because uh, they're in black and white, but I, I think I don't think that's that, that's their fault. It's, I don't that, that. it's just because it's not on TV anymore. No, they, they don't show it. No. When do they show it? So like I said, what it just annoys me? They've got all this old stuff and they fill it full of repeats all day. Oh yeah, fucking put old films put on. Old films they can't cost do, you anything. Do the do the Rocky Man serial? Because man, I mean, I'd love to go back and watch those. Because I'd love to go. Back and think, I believed he died. Yeah. coming off that crib, and then you come back the next week and you watch it and you go. I mean, how did he get out of that? Yeah, yeah, And that's yeah. probably the danger of watching them all in one go. Because well, you lose that kind of well, spirit. I used to love like, Johnny Wise Muller Tards when I was a mm, kid. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I didn't think it was black and white. It's just that's what you watch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that. We don't know what we do next, do we? Okay. Well, we do know. Do we, do we know? No. We no. always change, but I've well, we got... yeah, I could tell you now that we've talked about it before. <laughs> Are you, is this... We know... What going on? Batman. Fuck yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. Remember, <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. been talking about it yeah. and, we, and we're talking here... Oh, I love Tim it. Burton Batman. Oh, I love it. 89. We're we doing that next. We're doing it next. That's we it. We can maybe talk two hours about Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. And we could do some great quotes. And we could talk about Titans as well. Yeah, man. And we could talk about how crap all the other. Oh, no, 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 no. Just different. Yeah, okay. And how. No, the other <laughs> Tim Burton ones, not so much. Oh, no, Batman Returns is good. Mm-hmm. I like Batman. I think the Catwoman carries. I don't know about Batman and Robin, but it is the campest. <laughs> it's mainly because of the arse and nipples. <laughs> got gorgeous George in it though. Yeah, yeah. That's his arse. Is that what you see his arse? Yeah. Well, you see there's no need for that. Is that? Why would you have arse? Yeah, even if it's his arse. Why would you have that? Rubber nipples. Yeah. What? 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 We'll have to ask Crichton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Boom. We're doing uh, Batman. Uh, we could play some Wicked Prince tunes as well. 
Yeah, I just thought we were, we were on about it, and I was looking for him, at, and I was looking, because mine is not an original DVD. I, I've got, I've got I think the, it's even a flipper. No, really. Oh, yeah. I've got the special editions. Oh, have you? <sighs> yeah, man. It's such a classic film. I don't think I've watched it in about 15 years. No. It's the only, only film I've ever saw twice at the cinema. Same here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I nearly cried when I went and saw that film. Amazing! There was such a big deal, and everyone had the record and everything. The I might have to, uh, where's my where's my Jack Nicholson scrapbook? This is yet another Jack Nicholson film you're doing. Wow! Yeah. But is that our first Keaton? I love Keaton. I fucking love no, we didn't beat didn't we? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much to talk about. Oh, yeah. So much to talk about now. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Let's for you. Come on, listeners. Yeah. Send us your quotes. Send us your comments about uh, Batman, or if you watch the Will Haver, listen to Jen. She'll give you all the information. Um, I don't know what I'm going to play at the end of it. If I play anything, if I play the comments from a little, and maybe so. Very right, good. There we go. So we'll see you all next month. Enjoy the heat. Have a beer. If you're an alcoholic, have a soft drink. Uh, don't be, don't be mad. Okay, anything you want to add in there? Oh, yeah, there you go. That's uh, that's the yeah. That's my computer today. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 See you all soon. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Ah, now hello. What's your name? Isla. Okay, excellent. And uh, you've just watched Ask a Policeman, starring Will Hay, the black and white film. What did you think of it? It was really funny. Um, I I find I found it scary. Like. The first time when I saw the headless horseman. Oh boy, okay. <laughs> but then after you told me, like, it was just, what was it called? Like a pole and like his head. Yeah, yeah, he kind of had his head hunched down with the, the coat over. Yeah, I, and then after I found it, like, really funny. Mm. Um, I don't know why. Did it, did it seem really old or not so much so? Um... It seemed old from like the policemen's. Why? Why was that? Um, probably because like they're wearing old fashioned like clothes. They're not that different though, are they, from our British policemen now? Really, apart from the fact that obviously they've got stab vests on. <laughs> so, because it, I mean this, that film was like you know in the nineteen thirties, which is obviously you know nearly ninety years old. Did it seem ninety years old, really, or just old? It just seemed old, not. Like, long, long, long. What, what about the three main characters? They were hilarious. They were really good at them. Do you yeah. think they made a good trio? They did, they did. Yeah. They're a bit stupid. A bit stupid. Yeah. They were a bit, they were a bit incompetent, weren't they? Now, Will Hay's most famous film they did was a, a film called Oh, Mr. Porter. Uh, do you think you'd like to watch that one? I might do. Yeah, because we've got the box set down there from Cal. Righty ho. Righty ho, that good. So, would you, do you think that more people should watch these old films? I think they should because it brings back, back like the old memories and hmm. stuff, which I like. What do you mean by old old memories? Like, what what life was like in the past. Okay, and it being black and white, did that bother you? No, not really. I just no. imagined it in colours. <laughs> right, okay. Well, that's fair, that's fair enough. A lot, of people, a lot of people seem to be put off slightly by <laughs> films that are in black and white. Well, isn't that person like who makes black and white films into normal coloured films? Oh, what, like the war film we watched? Yeah. That was Peter Jackson. He's a New why Zealand director. Why can't he like, change it like, in black and well, white? The only reason why, well, the only reason why he did that was because that was to do with the, the World War, wasn't it? And sort of like, you know, they found the old footage of it and it made it kind of not so much realistic, but more kind of, I suppose it does make it more realistic because sometimes in old grainy black and white footage, a lot of people turn around and say, oh, you know, you're disconnected from it because we're used to colour and stuff. So you, you've seen some Lowell and Hardy films, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yeah. And do you like them? Um, yeah, I do. Mm. It's kind of funny. Because so there's quite a few silent comedians like Charlie Chaplin, Harold Lloyd, uh, Buster Keaton and all these kind of things who do madcap kind of stuff. So do you think you'd be interested in watching some of those sometime? Some of them, not all of them. Not all of them. Well, no, no, no. I mean, there is a lot of them. I wouldn't expect you to watch all of them. So for any young, young uh, listeners to waffle on podcast, like ages 10 and under, do you recommend um, them watching this film, this Will High film? I really do. Mm. It's hilarious. And it's very much a, a British film. Do you think people in other countries like uh, the United States of America and Australia and, and all that, do you think they'd really dig it as well? I think some of them would, mm. but not most of them. What do you mean by not most of them? I don't know. Like, like... French people or something? <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. You have no clue? No clue. 
Well, thank you for joining us for your uh, most welcome comment on Waffle Arm Podcast. Okey pokey. Okey pokey. And uh, ho- you, uh, hopefully we'll hear off you uh, when you were 10 years, 10 years time. <laughs> 20. 20. Oh, fading income then. 10. Thank you very much. Bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly. Check it out. You want to know the time, ask a policeman. Proper rhythmic time, ask a policeman. Petty copper on the beat, yeah, he's got rhythm in his feet. One step, two step, three step, four step, right hand, just counting, we're always on the beat. The lads in blue are always on the beat. Buttons and we raise our voices in song to keep us cheery when we're swinging along. We're always smart and neat. To see us passing gives the girls a treat. They all start waving and they wink a friendly eye. Hear them whisper, ain't he sweet? We can sweep them off the feet because we're on the beat. Why do all the nursemaids say? Oh, I think you